Good morning, everyone. This is Derek here from the Caffeine Check Podcast, but you probably know me as Blake Clark from Dan and Bagalow. I don't know about you, but when I'm putting in work, I need a good coffee break to help me get through the rest of my daily adventure. This is Coffee Break, a bi-weekly recap episode getting into the heads of our players and characters, discussing what they just encountered the previous week. Sit back, sip some good brew, and enjoy. So I want to start off by saying welcome to Coffee Break. Uh, a couple of questions at, a, at individual characters first. Okay, we had a couple moments uh, for the characters to have a, a private sort of moment, and the first one was very cinematic. Great music choice. Uh, Erdo saw something in the fire. So talk us through what that meant for your character, if anything. Uh, what it makes you wonder going forward, and just any other insight you want to add? Yeah, so this is Anthony, play Erdo. Um, I don't really know what that meant yet. I, <laughs> I kind of moving on saw the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> no, I was intrigued because it was this snowy area. So I think um, as a player, I want to find more about it because um, I know that Fallowspire was snowy, and then I know we also have Iceberg from a snowy area. Right. So I think it's tied into one of those. And then it was obvious that whatever he was carrying was important. So The shape of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder what he was getting out there. Yeah. So I have some ideas, but nothing hmm. confirmed at all. Okay. So Has Erdo seen uh, uh, another vision before, or is this the first of this kind? I think this is the first vision that's not uh, caused by sleeping or transporting between portals and anything out Let's of the see. ordinary. Yeah. Valspire Snowy. Man, I can't wait for Iceberg to find that out. <laughs> nice. It gets snowy. It's not always snowy, I don't think so. Okay. Still. Did you say you recognize it as Valspire? No, I don't recognize it. Because it, oh, it was okay. just like a barren plane from my understanding. I see. Yeah. And I assume that Valspire is not a barren plane. Not not open sheets of ice and snow. Gotcha. And, yeah. <clears throat> okay. To be continued on that front, uh, let's go over to Finn's character. He had kind of a moment with uh, Thalonil, asking about his parents and the blood trade. It seems like maybe a, th a thread that you've been chasing for a while, Scott. And so tell us what you wanted to learn, what you learned. Yeah, I, I think Finn went to Thalonil thinking that he just had a lot of information to, to provide mm -hmm. about, uh, one, about his journey and... Um, and so he, he went and asked and, and didn't quite enjoy the message that he got back um, from, from Thalano. Um, but he felt it was important uh, to, to ask because he feels like he has a lot of information maybe uh, pertaining to the realm and maybe some of our other quests as well. So Just hoping to get what he could get, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Thalano responded <laughs> hesitantly from what I could see. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like he gave you guys this sort of, I don't know, axiom or something, which is be careful what you say, be careful what you ask, because you can't undo that. What do you think that meant? Yeah, I think the Finn, Finn just took it for that. He, his thoughts were that he had, Thelenel has more information than he actually gave. And I would say almost perceived it as, a bit of a threat but not really um but just more of a that he he knew 
more than he let on that that he gave out to Finn. So, gotcha. Maybe yeah. he thinks you're not ready yet for a certain yeah. piece of information, or he seems like somebody who won't act until he's convinced that you're the right person or something like that. So maybe that's yeah. potentially yeah. Maybe Finn needs to do something, say something to prove that he's like the right person. Mm. Who knows? All right. Next, I want to go to just the group general question. Uh, maybe this is glaringly obvious, but something fairly strange was happening at uh, <laughs> Tugby Farms. <laughs> what happened there, and why didn't you guys go investigate it? Oh, um, <laughs> I think Iceberg. His the reasoning why Iceberg didn't pursue it further is because Kaladin had a really like, hey, you need to be polite to these people and what you're doing is not polite. Um, and B Iceberg's whole thing was, okay, these people, I detect magic from the, when he first met Tucker with the cubes in his, in uh -huh. the bag to detecting magic in like the cellar. Um, and he was like, these people need, if they, if they don't like magic, which they kind of told me, then they need to know that there is magic in them. So he's thinking that there's probably some sort of, people who are trying to control them rather than these people are just pulling being shady, like being or, shady or lying. Yeah. Um, but I, that's, that was Iceberg's thought. I don't know what the rest of the group. Yeah. Blake was just tired from the previous <laughs> night of walking through the woods and trying to find Tucker. Um, and, uh, he wanted to go to sleep and, that's kind of where I was at. Okay. Yeah. He, his mischief was managed already. Right. I, already. Also, I'm getting frustrated with not being able to see at night. So it was just another moment of me not being able to see at night. It was a bit of a, like a protest. Like, fine. Like, fine. I'll just no go to sleep. No adventures are going to happen. Nothing tonight. at night. Yeah, I'm done. Take that. <laughs> take that, DM. <laughs> Your world you created. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I think the, uh, the Kaladin felt, this, uh, felt it, understood it. Kelvin's also very much, um, he's a strategist just at, at heart. So everything is about strategy. So the way Berg, for example, was trying to get at whatever information he was getting at. Who is not about strategy. Was <laughs> the least strategic way possible uh, to get at that information. So Kaladin sense like, yeah, something probably needs to be investigated here. Um, not sure that I trust what's going on, but asking them directly to their face when they're clearly not interested in giving up information about magic, which was happening, uh, was not going to help us as a group get any information that we needed. So gotcha. that's, that's probably what I was trying to usher Berg out. Um, and I wanted that same idea was ushering them out from the fire to talk about what the next steps need to be because something was happening. Um, I wasn't certain which, the best approach uh, to get at it was, but why, why didn't, if, if Kaladin was like super interested, this is why, how come you didn't pursue it more like at, during the night time? Cause I remember you I were, the, well, yeah, you went down to the window, but like you, you didn't go in to try and find out. I, that was, I was as a listener as me listening back to it. I was like, that was interesting to me. Those are the moments I was kind of asking about, which is that, yeah, you could have intruded. Why didn't you intrude, basically? I think Blake would have been willing to go, too, if he, if was he wasn't tired by other than I see. Finn. When 
if like Callie would have come to Blake and said, "Hey, mm. let's go investigate the house," I would have been like, "All right, let's go, let's do it." Gotcha. But, and I think I think Kaladin is in the middle of a a bit of a like, uh, you know, Kaladin's learning morality and ethic in a new way. And one of the things that is growing in Kaladin is trying to understand when absolute morality isn't ap applicable. So to say like not breaking and entering into someone's house, you know, normally Kaladin would say like, yeah, absolutely not. So even the act of Kaladin sneaking up to the window, that's a, that's more of a growth edge for Kaladin. He's capable and trained to do such things, but, uh, understanding people's personal property would be a value of his as well. Um, so breaking in for Kaladin is not going to be the first thing, but he's starting to move in a direction to say like, yeah, there's going to be some things that we do as a group that we need to do as a group. And sure, it's okay. And, and I don't have, think, yeah. I don't think he's quite there yet. So that's why he didn't pursue any right. further. But you do have people that don't have that moral inclination. And, like, and if, and if <laughs> you could have sent Finn and Blake to do whatever you wanted but, to do. Right. But that happened after our DM said that you are on points of exhaustion. So I don't think that, that, that I decided teetering. not to. Yeah. yeah. Teetering. Yeah. What does it take? Side question to remove a point of exhaustion, just sleeping, right? Or eating, sleeping, yeah, sleeping. Yeah. There you go. For future reference. That's what I was trying to do. And Berg put him to sleep so fast, there was no hope. <laughs> yeah, there what must have been like scene. a spell or something. Yeah, like that was a great scene. That was, that was a great, great scene. scene. So just to piggyback on what you guys just said, one thing I'm noticing from maybe like the preseason of this game is uh, a bit more maturity, not only in the party, like as a whole cohesively, but maybe also as players. Like you guys had not hesitated, for example, to kill, destroy, pillage anyone's mansion property in the past so the fact that like you're hesitating on this like farmhouse is what threw me i was like what is going on here we Do don't just, just, just for the record we don't have arugula so that's that is a big that's a big piece of it arugula is so disappointed <laughs> just curious so that's where the question's coming from which is like wow you guys had like a lot of restraint, and in a way that feels more realistic, sure, and sh and very much you're like honed that's, into your character. That's a good point, I think. With Arugula being gone, Blake is probably the most reckless. I was tired as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a theme here. Because I would I would say Erdo is somewhat chaotic, but not like a reckless, not, yeah. not like a proactive. He he I he see. gets the party into trouble with like he slips up uh -huh. with what he says or uh -huh. something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And I think I think in that situation, Kaladin knows something is happening. Right? It's like something's going on on this farm. But I don't have any proof to say that this person is trying to harm us. So to intrude on this father and his child mm. in their personal realm, I I wasn't ready to make that jump yet. I see that. And it's vague that there's like vague influences. Vague totally. Coming yeah. Out. Who knows where it's coming from? Except for Although Tucker was quickly wearing on Kaladin with his continual sneaking and shenanigans. And his shenanigans. Just a just a boy. Just a, just boy. a boy. Just a small town boy. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so moving forward, unless somebody has something else to comment on that part. Um, so yeah, so it's vague, it seems, you know, harmless. Nothing is causing you to need to investigate it, and then you get attacked. So one thing that I wasn't sure was, did you guys see a direct connection between, for example, the, the Tugby situation and the uh, attack, or was it incidental? What did your character think? 
Because that was something that was, I think, to me, <laughs> somewhat vague. Yeah, what do you guys think? The well, <clears throat> Berg thinks it was just um, random, but me, I'm like these lightning bugs. Tucker clearly stole the cubes from the lightning bugs, and the the lightning bugs are attacking Tucker um, to get their cubes back. That is logically, 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 yeah. totally. I mean, that's he's like clearly, clearly, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Even though we have no evidence, no evidence yet. at all, no <laughs> evidence. One of my favorite things growing up Thomas, on the lake Bert. when we would catch lightning bugs is whenever you'd catch them, they'd drop all their they drop their, their cubes. cubes. Yeah, and I just remember I have as a, a whole boy, jar of cubes. From I'm, I'm really upset that you picked it up, but now I can finally share the inspiration. The, yeah, the jar is labeled bug. summertime cubes, yes. and they're always black oh and gosh. magical. Oh yes. wow! This yeah. this season of the podcast is just like real. You know, the yeah. grit is just yeah, yeah, yeah. oozing. I mean, that's D and D, right? It's yeah. like people argue about the realism on on a game with elves, and I don't know what what the heck was going on with that. I mean, one of the uh, kind of the ideas that Anthony and I threw around was that the lightning bugs and this fire thing were just playing a game, and we just happened to roll right in the middle of it, and our cart got hit by mistake, <laughs> <laughs> and we popped out and killed everybody. Um, so that was one hide thing and seek. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> right, right. Fire tennis. It's um, <laughs> a great theory. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a correlation or not. There could be. I don't why know. are you attacking? He, us? Yeah, he, he hit us twice, and then he kept shooting me. And then it's like, why are you attacking? And then he us? asked, like, why are you attacking us? Like, um, I mean, you should. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Finn, Finn went and spoke with uh, Tucker uh, in the cart, and and was trying to. Get information out of him, and and it seemed like, you know, Finn got a real good sense that he was withholding information, um, and and that he he knew why those those things were attacking us, and uh, didn't do a good job at extracting that reason. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm but, glad you mentioned that. But it was frustrating because I think with uh, with Tucker, I think we, <clears throat> or I think Finn has felt off, or something was off with him for a while. And and the fact that he just kind of just you know he lied to to my face, and I think I asked him like three times just and and just got three lies and um, you know Kaladin then went to speak with him as well and yeah I think it, there is a correlation I between like that the narrative better the narrative <laughs> he tells about it is very different than I others I don't know if he lied though did no he did he said he's clearly lying the DM when he did an insight check on Tucker. But um, uh, yeah, he paused and he was like saying, "Oh, I, like I, maybe his, the lie was I don't He's, know." He said he specifically said right. he was he specifically lying. said D, he was lying. I know the DM said that, but I'm saying like he the I don't know was the only lie, right? When he when yeah. asked, "Do you do you know yeah. why they're attacking us?" Okay. The pause was pregnant. That's what he said. The pause was pregnant. So Kaladin was there. The pause was impregnating me. Oh, Whoa! Gosh. Why? <laughs> little, little boy. Again, again. I can I remind you that you guys are role playing with a little boy, wow. a little 10, 11 year old kid. I think he's a forty year old. Is man. he ten or eleven? That matters. That matters. <laughs> oh, not, age not, matters not, now. Not for being impregnated. No, that's not where the threshold is. You gotta go up a couple years. No. Oh, this is a very educational podcast. <laughs> uh, another possible maybe narrative that I that occurred to me was. Uh, is it possible that all of the unresolved tension at Tugby Farm, you know, Tucker is the, the focal point for that, and you guys just got attacked, you know? There's got to be somebody to sort of take it out on. He's the only person who knows this place, could possibly know what's happening, and, you know, 
he's obviously being shifty. And there's a lot of reasons 11, a 10 slash 11 year old might be, you know, uh, sort of dodgy. So I don't know. It seemed like an overreaction in some ways, but then I take into account the, you know, context. What do you think? Oh yeah, I mean, our group sounds listening back to it super dickish. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like I feel like if I'm just listening back and I don't know any of the context of what the group has done, it seems like Tucker is in the right and he's just a kid. Um, right. If you only listen to the last 15 minutes of that episode and you forget the first episode and the yeah, second yeah, yeah. episode. Tucker's been a complete he, asshole the whole time we've been around him. I don't know if he's been I don't an care asshole. if he's 11 years old or not. I don't know if he's been an asshole. And I totally agree with Kaladin's reaction what? to like just, wanting to. I have, I have an 11 year old, almost an 11 year old boy. 11 year olds are assholes. He, he, I'm just saying that t- t- Tucker's extra asshole-ish. I'm just, <laughs> all right, everyone roll for initiative. <laughs> all right. So to uh, wrap up this piece of the conversation and maybe just in closing let's talk about Thalonil and how he reacted to the situation was that uh in line with how you already saw Thalonil did you learn something new about him what did your character think about that exchange particularly between him and Kaladin um so a couple things that maybe are important for context which is the whole point of these (laughs) coffee breaks right uh Kaladin um had no intention of like harming the boy, but he had every intention of doing what would be normal for his upbringing, which is getting, getting eye to eye with the boy and being very stern and authoritative with him uh, to try to figure out what's going on. He feels very disrespected by the boy, very, very much put in danger by the boy and that the boy's not being forthcoming and honest, right? So that's pretty, that's natural for Kaladin. He's, it happened to him as a boy. He's, Done it to boys, you know, that, that whole idea. I tried to keep going. I tried to keep going, and I, the face is at the table. He tried um, to keep going. Uh, no, no, you don't have to keep pushing it. We're still talking about a boy here. Come on, guys. Come on. Um, so I, to Kaladin, you know, reacting to that situation that strong, uh, you know, Thalonel was a, on the jump to conclusions, Matt, office space callback there. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, Kaladin doesn't, uh, has, hasn't had a huge reason to trust Thalonel yet. Hmm. Um, and this doesn't, this doesn't help. It was a bit jarring, a little bit surprising on what we know about Thalonel so far. Uh, but maybe this is, it's a new piece of his character that is, was exposed in that moment. It was an exposing moment for everyone. Gross. God. Oh my God, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> Wait. Um, what, what's like Kaladin's thought on Thalonel specifically? Because I feel like he would have been asking him a lot more about, like, I don't know, his mom or things like that, and just in general. Um, that I'm super curious about that just because we, I don't think we as characters know that much about the backstory. So maybe I'm just trying to dig in a little, but I mean, I, I think we'll probably get some of that this session most likely, but nice. I don't, there's a balance, right? It's like Calvin could spend the whole time asking questions about his mom. It's like, but that's, that's a pretty boring D and D session. Uh, 
Is it? It also seems though like you know direct directly asking you know Thalano questions is not exactly no. Thalano has said multiple. He said at least in two different ways. He said something to the effect of. Um, it's not helpful to have all the information at once. Like he's, he's like intentionally withheld information, yeah. which is not helpful for the trust building uh, or journeying with Kaladin. Uh, hasn't been to this point. So that'll probably come up at some point. But um, I, I do feel like he, Dalino has a <clears throat> more trust for Kaladin and will maybe relay more information to Kaladin than he would the, the rest of the group. I don't know anymore if that's the case. I think in the very end of this last session, Thalonil completely separated himself from Kaladin. Yep. He said, you were raised by humans. Yep. I am not that. that and comment, it's a complete separation of you and me. We thought we were one. It's not the same thing anymore. No, I think he, it's, it was pretty clear he had some hope that I would be some elvish hero that he can come grab and take on journey with him. And I'm like, I, you were raised by humans. I wish I reacted more to that in the session. Um, to that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I felt that I needed to react to that, and I didn't. I didn't really know what to say. But um, the, Kaladin would have reacted to that probably. And I, I think that's there's more like a, yeah, no shit. Like, that's the response. It's like, yeah, mm. because I am human, and I was raised by humans. And there, I think Kaladin would own that. He would be proud of that. Yeah. He wouldn't actually be like, oh, that's a shameful thing. But uh, clearly, Thalonil sees that as a shameful mark. Right. And that's actually a, that's a further dig and separation point between Kaladin and Thalonil at uh, this human versus elf. Digging at culture. Hell. Wow. Yeah. Getting deep here. And I was hesitant too to say something about his, el- like to respond because of Finn being right there. Oh, yeah, don't make fun of his ears. <laughs> so if I if I said something about like, it, elves, be like yeah. yeah, elves. Yeah. Well, now I'm now I'm I actually care about this friendship. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to break. Uh, <laughs> I actually care about you. <laughs> all these other people like I don't give up. Well, I'm just saying like Thalno can go. He can walk away with the boy. Sure. You know what I mean? Like to Kaladin, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna I'll choose Finn over Thalno. You know sure. what I mean? So the party that you've built connections to and mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe one final observation that I'll make is about how part of the strong reaction, Joshua, that you're saying about Kaladin is that he saw himself in the boy. Mm. I just want to draw attention to that because I think, I don't know, what an interesting, you know, series of emotions that comes out when you, re- when you identify with somebody else. You're saying Kaladin saw himself in the boy? Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant to say, which yeah. is like, you know, he's this mischievous kid. I've been in this situation before. I know how to deal with this type of a kid. And so that's part of why that I'm acting this way. Yeah, I kind of wonder what if Thalina was feeling the same way. Mm. Just an idea. Interesting. Deep. A bomb was just dropped I in mean, Josh's we'll head. We'll find out, episode three. <laughs> <laughs> and without further episode ado, three. here we go. <laughs>